BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Five on the Floor Live on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. we got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. you got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg has the night off, although he is very much with us in spirit tonight. We're going to talk to you about what just happened, which is the Miami Heat went up 2-0 in their Eastern Conference final series against the Boston Celtics. Then they've now won 11 of the last 13 games that Jimmy Butler has played. They're coming back to Miami to play a game three on Sunday with a 2-0 lead, two games away from their seventh NBA Finals since 2006 and this is by far i'm sorry this is the most improbable we can talk about all of the others the bubble their first one this is the most improbable that they've ever had and yet when we break this down tonight we're going to tell you reasons this is actually happening because in the macro this is improbable but certain things that are occurring in this series are indicating that the miami heat are the best team in the eastern conference right now and they belong in the NBA Finals. And that is fucking insane. However, that is accurate. And we're going to talk about that as we go forward. We hope that doesn't offend any of our sponsors. Our first sponsor and our, I got to admit, our favorite sponsor, and she was the first one with a comment up here, our friend Lynette. You can find her at insurancebylynette.com. There she is, her smiling face, and she'll be with us in the comments tonight, 954-581-8800, insurancebylynette.com, life insurance, renter's insurance, Car insurance, especially if you have a bad driving record, she can help you with that. Reach out to Lynette. She's part of our family here, and she can help you with something that you need, which is insurance, 
581-8800. In the same way that the Miami Heat need shooter insurance with Duncan Robinson, and they got that tonight, and they need needed insurance off the bench with Caleb Martin. All right, we'll get to the rest of our sponsors a little bit later, but before I get to Brady and Alex on this, I, I just want to highlight a couple of things, okay? There's going to be a lot of talk about Jimmy Butler. There's going to be a lot of talk about Jimmy Butler and Grant Williams and that Grant Williams is an absolute idiot for poking the bear. And he is, okay? Just as much of an idiot as his coach was for not playing him in game one. And we talked about that between games one and two, that Grant Williams had to play, right? And there's Greg who has joined us. Grant, Grant Williams, Mac, Grant Williams had to play tonight. And that was a good thing for the Boston Celtics for most of this game until he decided to go with Jimmy Butler. And from that point forward, this game was over. I mean, you knew it. Okay, once Jimmy locked in in that scenario, like there are levels of playoff Jimmy. There is a level where he gets to that he doesn't get to in the regular season, but there's the pissed off level. And that's similar to Dwayne Wade. And you do not want to go there. And once he went there, he locked in. And here's the thing about it. If it had just been him, they don't win this game. But the reason I felt they were going to win this game as it went forward and they just got it to clutch time, Bam Adebayo tonight had 17 shots, 22, 16, and 9. 22, 16, and 9. They ran the offense through him at the high post in certain situations when they needed to get buckets. He did that. Okay, you take a look at at some of the other contributions that they got tonight, and we're going to start again with Caleb Morton. I keep saying there's more in the bag. He unloaded some of the bag tonight. 25 points, 11 of 16 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3. He kept them in this game in the first half with some of the things that he was doing. The cutting, big threes when possessions were breaking down. Caleb was tremendous. And then even beyond that, okay, Kyle Lowry struggled tonight. No question. Minus 21, 17 minutes. Gabe Vincent struggled at times too. He ended up a plus 20 tonight in 40 minutes. And when they needed a shot, at the end of the game, alpha role players, he makes a shot at the end of the game. As Brady said, could have put the ball in Jimmy's hands there, didn't, trusted Gabe to do it. They're the better team. They're the better team. That's just where we're at right now because Jason Tatum had a quarter. Didn't matter. We're watching Jalen Brown not be able to dribble. Brogdon and White had moments, but not enough. And, and again, they played stupid at times. The Celtics did and their coach is completely overmatched in this series. It's like the only time he called a quick timeout, it's like he was copying Spo. This is incredible, and yet I'm at the point right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Greg celebrate this a little bit, even though he joined us late. I, I'm not surprised. I knew once they got this game under control, I knew they were winning. Like not so, before the game started, but once they got it under control. Even early. When 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 the Celtics don't go on the crazy run to start the game in the desperation game two at home that they have to have, that didn't happen. Eventually, obviously, they got to go on a run, but the Heat just kept coming back. And to your point, Ethan, that was what was building up to say they're hanging around. Mm-hmm. And then Grant Williams went and messed up. He, uh, you know, that meme where they talk about messing around and finding out, he found out tonight. And um, like, it just... I can't emphasize enough to Heat fans of any age, of any era. This is unlike any run and unlike any victory in Miami Heat playoff history. They just took the first two games on the road against the basically the favorite that everyone had said is, is has so many weapons, 
what this boils down to, and I'll stop waxing poetic because I want everyone else to jump in since I was a little late, is the Heat have a whole bunch of dogs on that roster, and the Celtics, they're, they're not built that way. They, and I can't believe I'm saying that about this Heat group, that all of a sudden that they have found that dog mentality, but they have it in a way that Boston does not. And yes, um, the coaching mismatch is so apparent. And the thing about it, Alex, is we've talked about, okay, when were they going to develop that collective resolve this year, right? Like it wasn't happening during the whole season. And then it was, okay, they've developed, <laughs> they've developed that collective resolve because everybody counted them out because they were an eight seed because Spo feeds off that Jimmy feeds off that. Now they're developing the collective resolve with leads in a series. That's another step because we talked about it game two against Milwaukee. They let that game go. Okay. I mean, Giannis didn't play. Jimmy did play. They let that game go. Knicks game two, they played hard, didn't let the game go, but couldn't finish the deal. Scott Foster had a lot to do with that. They could have let this thing go. They got the first one. But they didn't. And then there were points of the game where they could have. You give up a 21 to 2 run and you come right back with your own run with Missoula failing to call a timeout during the whole damn thing. This, there are levels that they're reaching now as they go forward. And everybody keeps reminding them of what they were. Reggie Miller has to keep saying undrafted, 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 undrafted. They're so far past this point. I think they believe they are the best team in the NBA right now. And nobody can really F with them at this stage. I mean, what did you just say? I can't even like, I can't even process what you're saying right now. <laughs> like, what are we talking about right now? Like, it's, it's just insane that we're in this position. By the way, Grant Williams, you are a heat lifer. Shout out to you <laughs> for poking the bear and, you know, getting Jimmy going through another level. Watching Jimmy react to Grant and watching him go face to face, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite, like, already – one of my favorite Jimmy Butler moments in this heat era, I, you know, one of many, of course, but just that was awesome. I knew right then and there, as as did everybody who watches this team, that they were about to go and win the game. He was already playing well, um, but he turned it up to another level when that happened. And it's true what you're saying, Ethan, like they come back, they fight back, they hold on during these runs and they just punch right back. And it feels like both times and, you know, both these games, I mean, you know, once the Heat have punched back, the Celtics just don't have that much more. You know, right. somebody pointed out that they did sustain another um, Celtics run, but I just think what's, what we've kind of seen play out in these games is the Heat's pressure on the defensive end kind of ramping up as the game goes on. You know, they had some breakdowns today. The defense was not perfect, but in that fourth quarter, again, because it, something similar happened last game, but I think it happened even more so in this fourth quarter where the Heat outscored the Celtics by 14. Um the ball pressure that they're applying on the defensive end, whether in man or in zone, which we saw more of tonight, it's just been, you know, it's, it's choking them out. I'm not even trying to use the word choking, like the, you know, they're choking, but just in, I think they're really feeling it. Like, you, you know, they've got these guys in a straight jacket and look, Tatum played a great game. Brown did it. And at the end of the day, you know, I haven't thrown that in there in a while. Like those guys are coming up short. They're making bad decisions, making bad plays. They're kind of forcing up shots early in the shot clock. And they kind of have that reputation of like, they, they might give it up in the fourth quarter. And Celtics fans and media kind of just, they they wave it off as not being focused or beating themselves or whatever. In reality, but Alex, they're just Alex. dealing with a lot of pressure and, and kind of succumbing at the end once they're a little bit tired. 
Well, Alex, to that point, I, I think that they thought this series was going to be gifted to them. I, I, I don't believe, even though they've, they've faced the heat, this is the third time in four years, I don't think they've taken this seriously in part because the public perception and the media has been not to take this seriously. There, there was a feeling like, okay, Milwaukee's out. We took care of Embiid and the MVP, and we just got to beat the Heat again. That's it. We got to beat a Heat team that didn't come together the entire season that finished in the eighth spot. And I think what's happening, I think you're describing it perfectly, Alex. I think they're getting to those moments, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, like, wait a second. Jimmy's still really good. Bam He's a madman really good like they're putting the yes they are the Celtics as our friend Charles said is still up five three and quarters I'm sure that's going to be narrative <laughs> the but, Heat only won two quarters tonight I'm not sure how I feel about that I, I, yeah it doesn't count but but I think that they're I think they're freezing up in part because they're not expecting this and again Heat fans get frustrated with their expulsion I want to go to you on this Brady because I finally called the strategy thing right I finally did okay I I, I there was nobody else on pregame but me and Mateo so I had to take the strategy hat with Mateo, and I said, "You're going to see some zone tonight." I said, "You mm. didn't see it in game one, but you're they're going to throw. He's going to throw some zone at him because they're not expecting it." They used a he used a lot of zone, and all I see is Heat yeah. fans complaining about it, complaining about it on or off the four feet, complaining about it on playback, complaining about it on Twitter. The zone helped them win the damn game. I mean, it's the only thing that was working at all against the high pick and roll, right? Definitely. I mean, it, it's the main thing. Uh, there has to be a certain lineup that you can run it against. I feel like has been the main thing. It's harder against, I guess, some of that. When they take Robert Williams out early in the game and they bring Derek White in, it's tough in those lineups. But other ones where you have two bigs, if it's one of Tatum or Brown on the floor, you can do it. Like, there's certain moments of the game where they could do it, and I felt like they just picked pockets of the game when they went to it, and it just worked out. Like, they just – they. Uh, I thought some of the Tatum one-on-one -on -one stuff was a problem in terms of that was kind of the one area of offense Boston was getting. If he was not going one-on-one -on -one and he was moved off ball, that was a win for Miami. If it, if he was kind of getting double and getting the ball out of his hands early, that was a win for Miami. So there was like certain things with the zone that I thought it got him out. And I'm surprised because I remember we did a thing before the series even started and we were like, I don't know if we'll see too much zone because just because of the shooting element, but they've got it in the mud enough where it's just kind of just throwing different looks at this team, just trying to see what they react to. In uh, game three is always the biggest adjustment. So the fact that they're throwing this stuff in before game three is kind of funny to me. Just they, they knew that they could get game two. And that was kind of my point in the last part, uh, on the last post game show where I was like, they like they have a chance of going in and getting game two. This isn't one of those scenarios where you like you go in and lay down because you just got that first game. Like, no, this team is not like that. Uh, so I thought that adjustment was good. But man, we could talk about Jimmy because one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen in basketball was Grant Williams doing that. Like I think everybody on both sides knew in that moment, what was coming next. Like everybody looked at the score and the fact that the next few possessions, he was just literally taking him one-on-one. -on -one. Like he was just going isolation, taking him to the basket, taking him to mid range buckets, everything. Uh, but this was a Spo game to me. Like it really did feel like a Spo game. And the re reason is we could talk about Bam, but I tie in Spo and Bam. I think they they're tied in together because the way that he utilized him was different than he's utilized him in basically all playoffs. The only time he did it was where we talked about it late in the fourth quarter of the, the game five uh, in Milwaukee, where they used him more as a, a kind of a playmaker. They ran high, low stuff for him and Jimmy. They did a lot to kind of close out that series. They did that differently in this game, but they pretty much did that. They, you mentioned it before, Ethan. They used him kind of in that high post free throw line area and just let him playmake. Like they were just clearing a side. And that's why you saw Duncan getting to the rim and getting easy buckets. You saw Caleb getting easy buckets. You saw, 
uh, Caleb getting open threes off it because now they're worried about Duncan cutting all of a sudden. Like, uh, we're, this is Eastern Conference finals of an eight seed, and a team <laughs> is worried about Duncan Robinson's rim pressure. Like, this is where we're at right now. Uh, and he ends up, what did he, one, one assist shy of a triple-double? Like, the way that Bam was playing from top to bottom, uh, he ended up 7 of 17 from the field. But I just thought he was huge because he's. He, we're going to talk about Caleb. We're going to talk about the shots that Duncan hit at the beginning of that fourth quarter. We're going to talk about Jimmy just going nuclear. But, man, Bam just absolutely uh, felt like he turned the game. But you mentioned Caleb a ton. I just want to say, I, I said it on Twitter earlier. And it, it, I said it, like, around the first run that Celtics made because they made, like, three runs. Every time the Celtics made a major run, Caleb did something to kind of turn the tides offensively. Like he would either hit a three, he would get to the basket. Then in the second quarter, third quarter, he did the same thing. Fourth quarter, and I was like, okay, now this is finally their big run. He ends up hitting a three, and then he, he it was like a turnover, and he gets a layup in transition. It was like, okay, now it's a game again. It was like every single time that guy made a play uh, to kind of put them back into the game. So you mentioned alpha role players, and that was the other thing you said, the Gabe Vincent thing. Everybody's like, oh, Jimmy Butler's cooking. He's, he's in that angry mode. He's in all this type of stuff. Well, this just put the ball in the hands of Gabe Vincent all of a sudden into an isolation on Jason Tatum into a deep step back two, uh, and he ices the game. Like, that is the the confidence that Spoke puts into this team. Pretty remarkable that Caleb Martin did that, considering that Reggie Miller thinks that he was converted from a two-way this season. Uh, it's uh, God, I, it, well, Apparently, Gabe Vincent played a big role in the bubble, according to, to Kevin Harlan. It's just funny listening, and I love Harlan, but it's funny listening to people talk about uh, this team. I, I think as the stuff's starting to come around on Twitter and, and I'm, I'm watching Celtics fans completely melt down here. This is this my favorite is a, hobby. Right. This is a case. I mean, I mean, are the heat and Panthers both going to eliminate Boston teams this. Wow. That is something. Oh. Um, but, 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 but here's the thing. Eric Folstra, I think is doing these things now because he will never say this because it's not in his personality to say this. He knows he has an advantage in this series. Oh yeah, he he goes against other coaches. He will never say that. He will never intimate that to anybody. Not uh, not not to his closest friends. Okay, but it's different when he's going against a Thibodeau, who even though he's had success against, there's a track record. There's you know Tibbs has done certain things. I, you know, Budenholzer is one coach of the year award. That kind of stuff. You know, pop it in the past. Okay. But Missoula is just not ready for this. And so I, I do think that Spoken throw out his own, and if it doesn't work, he'll flip to something else, and he's going to force Missoula to react to that and into something else. And this idea that coaching doesn't matter is ridiculous because it does matter in situations like this when you're trying to exploit certain matchups, change schemes, throw them off kilter. And the other thing is this, and this is something I, I talked to Bam about this in New York, and I, I just think this is so important. This team can execute – Spolstra's madness. Okay. They are not so when Spo throws something something out at this stage, they're not like, oh, where the hell did he get that from? Okay, what are we gonna do now? And this guy's gonna be out of position. They've drilled this stuff and he used the regular season as much as it frustrated all of us. He used the regular season as sort of a laboratory for now. And now here they are, and anything he throws out in the game. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, we'll do that. We'll shift mm-hmm. possession to possession, defense to offense. The Celtics are not doing that. They're not doing that. They're not processing what Missoula is putting out there for him. That's a different level of connection between coach and player. And that is one of the things I don't think the national media is going to be able to process. Oh, suppose a great coach. He's coaching a bunch of undrafted guys. But yet, can they execute? Can they implement 
what he wants to do. You can have the greatest strategies in the world. Bill Belichick was a genius, right? But he needed Brady, okay, yeah, to execute. Or he needed he needed high to look more at the defense, okay? He needed guys like Mike Vrabel and, and others on defense who could play multiple positions and could be in different places and, and could you run those schemes. Spo has those guys. He tells Kyle Lowry, we want, we're going to switch and you're going to guard under the basket. He knows how to do that. Bam can play 12 different defenses in the same quarter as can Jimmy. That's an IQ thing. That's a connection thing. And that that's part of why I think they're succeeding to the level they're succeeding. And then also Grant Williams was an idiot tonight. All right, we do want to talk about uh, another sponsor here at the Five Reasons Sports Network. We got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, maybe we'll go a little longer. Uh, Smarty Pants Marketing, our friend Alan, he's based up in Orlando. Look at that. He looks smooth in a suit. He looks better than the hero does on the bench right now. SmartyPantsMarketing.com. That's with a Z at the end. You know, marketing sucks. Have you ever found yourself saying those exact words? Most business owners use this spaghetti on the wall approach with marketing and don't have a clear plan. You've likely tried doing the marketing yourself or outsource it, but when it doesn't work, you go back to relying on word of mouth referrals. If you want to get a return on investment, ROI from your marketing, it's time to call Smarty Pants Marketing, a full-service digital marketing agency that will help you scale your business by creating custom programs around your goals and maximizing your marketing spend. If you're tired of your marketing not working, wasting money, time, and energy, and you want your business to advance, it's time to call Smarty Pants. Check them out again. It's smartypantsmarketing.com. There's the website right there with a Z at the end. You can also find them on Instagram at Smarty Pants marketing and then oh let me throw the phone number here because i always forget it 954-406-7160 that's 954-406-7160 this show is sponsored by better help what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get to the sort of the smart move of the game tonight. Uh, Alex, pick one. Um, Playing Zeller. Guess, that's where you're going to go, right? No, Playing Zeller. No. No, not quite. Shout out to Big Handsome, but that's definitely not where I was going to go. Um, I think sticking with the zone, not that they stuck with it for, you know, the whole time, but 
there was a point there in the fourth quarter. I think they had a breakdown or two, or I was like, okay, that's enough zone. That's enough. And they stuck right with it afterwards and it worked out. I generally liked the way it looked when they did throw it out. But uh, yeah, I think Spo had some guts there to, to stick with it. And I called it specifically on playback after they brought out Duncan for Max. I'm like, okay, I think we're done with the zone here. But no, they, they kept going with it. And even though the Heat threw out a lot today, especially with the blitzing and, and kind of sending two, I think more than they did in the first game, the zone was another uh, kind of mix up, another, I guess you could call it secret weapon. And we talked about that before the series, just that Spo was going to mix things up here. And this is a series to do it against. The Celtics keeps uh, kept seeing similar looks and Spo stuck with it. I, worked out. I think that's the move of the night. Well, I got another smarty pants move of the night, and that is Grant Williams acting like a smarty pants trying to get in Jimmy Butler's face. And I have an amazing stat that I'd like to share on the show (laughs) from the moment that Grant Williams acted like a smarty pants in Jimmy Butler's face. The Heat went on a 22 to 9 run, and I was sitting next to my son on the couch, and he looked at me, and and, and I said to him, Oh, the heater winning this game. Jimmy Butler's about to go insane. And he looked at me and he said, how do you know that? And I said, just watch. And that's like what we all can say now. And so to the point about the role players doing things and Spolster putting them in position, a lot of this has to do with the Heat's two best players mm. are instilling confidence and setting a tone with this group that is unlike anything we've seen from like this group all year it's unbelievable that it comes now i'm literally almost speechless let me give you a couple more numbers I can hear in your voice that's that speak to it uh the heat were 18 of 19 from the line in a tight game we talked about the formula in clutch games uh throughout the season they made their foul shots and they defended that that's how they won a ton of close games this season they made their foul shots Bam Adebayo, who could not get to the line for good portions of the game when he was getting hacked. And that's why I kept saying, just keep going. Just keep going. Because he wasn't – he was getting calls on drives. He was not getting calls when he was going up at the rim. Eight of eight from the line tonight for Bam Adebayo. That's enormous. That's your center. That's that's enormous. And it's completely overlooked most of the time with him. And he did play with five fouls, but he played through it, didn't pick up the fifth foul – until late. I want to go through some of Boston a little bit because obviously the narrative nationally is going to be what can they do? Because of course the Heat didn't beat them. They beat themselves. That's how this works. They've won the majority of quarters right now. Uh, Tatum, let me go through some of the numbers and let's see what the Heat should be concerned about and what they shouldn't be concerned about. Okay, Alex, let's run through this. Tatum tonight, 10 of 20, 3 of 10 from 3, 11 of 12 from the line, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, 34 points. Are you okay with what they allowed Tatum to do tonight? Well, I mean, I don't know if you could say, okay, um, he had a great game. I thought the pressure was there. And like I said, they didn't play perfect defense, but I, I thought it was good enough. And it, I, I very much enjoy the way that they're defending Tatum. He, he, I thought he's had two straight good games and two straight bad fourth quarters. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it's come down to, where it's like he is imposing his will. And, you know, he, he'll have a quarter or two where he's better than, than others, but in general, you know, these four quarters are where it's come apart for him. Because other than that, he's been very, very good for them. I think he's been phenomenal. And I'm not necessarily too worried about it because, like I said, I think he's played great already and you've managed to find other ways to win. I think the the Jalen thing and the fact that the threes stop falling for them is where I would look. I think Jalen Brown is going to have a bounce-back game next game. I said um, 
to some friends after the last game. I think that I thought that tonight the Celtics were going to get a big time three point shooting night, giving their best punch. It felt like in the first half we were on the way to that and it just stopped. The, the Celtics mm-hmm. only made 10 threes. The Heat made nine. You know, both teams shot it at a bad percentage, but that doesn't matter. Like I said before the series, as long as their Heat are right in there, if the you know, if the gap with the threes is close, that's a good thing because you're always going to allow more. They're the better three-point shooting team. As long as you make it tough for Tatum and Brown, you know, you're, you're mostly solid on defense. I love their chances, and I think that's what it came down to tonight. They ended up with 13 more field goal attempts. We talked all season about the possession battle and how important it is for them. They won the turnover battle, won the points off turnover battle, won the rebound battle by 10. You know, you obviously got a phenomenal Jimmy game. Again, he's just everywhere on both ends of the floor. Caleb gets game ball. Um, was happy to see Duncan um, and just the 15 points in 20 minutes, doing it with twos and threes, doing it in Boston, his home, <laughs> sort of his hometown. Um, you know, they have found multiple ways to win. And even though we talk about the blueprint with the margins, the rebounds, the turnovers, that stuff is very important, especially against the Celtics in this series. Even when things are not going right, they end up finding ways to win. They find other solutions and they kind of, what's the word they kind of steady as the game goes on they problem solve they adjust they diagnose the problem and they they change up and they figure it out and that's what i love to watch about this team the way that they've been problem solving throughout a game is i mean obviously you got to give credit to spo for some of that too just it's been a phenomenal series i I think for mostly everybody so a couple more guys here uh robert williams is 11 of 11 over two games brady Yes or no? Concern? I mean, no, right? I mean, no, no. Okay, uh, so we can move off of it. Would you? Yeah, I'm you, not if even. You were, if you were Missoula, would you continue to? I mean, it's, it's crazy to say you're going to take a guy who's 11 of 11 from the field and take him out of the starting lineup. But would you take him out of the starting lineup? I would because yeah. I think you saw specifically Kevin Love was uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable with the Kevin Love lineup when they did that because they pulled him early. Like it was what was it three mm-hmm. four minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't love the Kevin Love minutes tonight, specifically offensively. It felt like he was out of place. I said that I thought they had to use him more in the mid post, low post, just see if he can body Marcus Smart down a little bit, just see if he can get they can get some good looks out of it. They didn't. If he's not doing that, I it, it plays them out a little bit because defensively, it's you can't play him in the same spots, and then all of a sudden things look different. So, uh, if I'm Boston, I probably would. I'd switch that out and say maybe force Miami to make an adjustment. Either they have to figure out what to do with love or they have to change the starting lineup and make things look different. So I would personally do that if I was Boston. But wouldn't the, wouldn't the counter argument to that just play devil's advocate? I, I think I would take him out too if I were Missoula. But isn't the counter argument to that, okay, if you take him out, the Heat put Martin in the starting lineup, who's already giving you problems, right? Mm-hmm. And then love becomes your backup five so you don't have to play Zeller. Yay. Right, but but I'm saying, isn't that the counter to it? If you're Missoula, isn't that what you're concerned about? You don't really, you don't want less Zeller and more Martin, I guess. I mean, you're rolling the dice because who's going to emulate what Martin does off the bench? Now all of a sudden, you don't have that second guy, and you're mirroring their minutes. True. Uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, if I'm boss, I'd rather roll the dice right now. You're down 2-0. Like, you just had home court advantage, and you lost both games. It doesn't matter about that stuff anymore. Like, you better throw everything out there right now. You're heading back to Miami. You better just try stuff at this point. So I'm going uh, to make you all sick before we go on here because I've got one more thing for Brady. If you had picked Jimmy Butler to be finals MVP before the playoffs started, you got 50-1 to 1 odds. 50 to one odds. I don't know what it is now. It was like 20 to one before you could have put down a hundred bucks. And I think you'd be walking out with five grand. Cause I think that's where this season is heading. 
So anyway, just to make everybody feel a little bit ill right now. Uh, let me go to this one, and then and then after the break, I'm going to close with Greg on some of this stuff. Jalen Brown tonight, uh, 7 of 23, 1 of 7 from 3, two turnovers, had only four rebounds. I missed that on prize picks. Uh, three assists, and was a minus 24. Why were they so effective on him, Brady? I don't know. It's interesting because I remember before the series, I felt like they had certain guys they could throw at Tatum, but I didn't know if they had certain guys they could throw at Brown. But it feels like a lot of the stuff Brown does is self-inflicted. <laughs> like, like I thought, I thought Gabe did a good job. At, actually, at times, even to start the game, I was like, it, it the the size advantage is clear. He can get to certain <laughs> shots, but it's like he did decent enough job. But yeah, like the, the when he starts kind of putting the ball on the floor, it's kind of what you want. You want him to make those type of decisions, skip passes, all those type of reads. Uh, put them in those type of positions. And that's why I said the zone works because all of a sudden if, if they're running Brown and Tatum's off the floor and you're running that zone, it forces him in a situation he doesn't want to be because you can't just go in those same comfortable slots. You have to kind of work the ball around, work on your passing, your, your kind of your ball handling and all that type of stuff. So 7-23 to 23 is crazy though, especially with what we talked about all year with their point of attack defense and not having those type of defenders and you don't have Vic, which was your, your <laughs> AKA your Jalen Brown stopper. So it's like, I don't know. I, I thought even I think we should give credit here as well because I mentioned Gabe. Max Schroes has been defending in this playoffs. Like he has absolutely stepped up on that end. He's been doing. I said I think he's better fit for Tatum actually than Brown just because he can use more of his size. But just as a whole, this team's been defending so great. So it's like it's it's definitely self inflicted though with Jalen Brown. The commenters have come strong tonight. Zellerman is nearly gave me a stroke, and then filling in there the five. <laughs> The five to one odds on Jimmy. I, I'm just sick because I really thought about throwing a little down just for the heck of it, you know, before the playoffs started. Who knew if you would get on one of these runs? Uh, but it's it's too late now to really uh, generate much off of it. All right, I want to tell you about one more sponsor here. This is a new sponsor. And then we're going to try to put this into perspective for everybody here as they're coming home. So I'm going to bring Greg, Greg back in. But we do have a new sponsor here. He's been a longtime viewer of ours. You can find him at Mortgage by Arash. Go to mortgagebyarash.com. It's 954 601 3708. That's 954 601 3708. Another big Miami Heat fan. If you're trying to make a quick purchase of a property, he's got you covered. Competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%, fast closings, most in less than 20 days. You want to get in that property quickly. Credit scores starting at 620 are accepted. First time home buyer programs available and borrow assistance programs available to help with down payment and closing costs. So check them out. It's at mortgagebyarash.com. 954-601-3708. Another of our local sponsors we always appreciate. Again, we'd love for our sponsors to start to work together too. 954-601-3708, mortgagebyarash.com. And I always mention prize picks here. Make sure you use that code five. Jump on it. Jimmy went under tonight on points, didn't he? He ended up with 27. Is that right? Uh, he was, yeah, 27. He was 28 and a half coming in tonight. Bam went over on everything. Uh, did tell you to play that one. I got the Struce one wrong. I said over 11 and a half points, finished with 11 tonight. Just didn't get the minutes. Uh, he played 27 minutes, some of them late. And I, I thought some of those late game rotations were interesting too. Um, one guy we haven't talked about, and then I'll pivot back to Greg to finish here. Kyle Lowry had by far his worst game of the postseason tonight. Just a blip, basically. Anybody concerned in any way? But to the point that he took him off the floor at the end. Still had five assists. 
It's he hard did. to be mad about anything tonight, Ethan. No, I'm not trying to make anybody <laughs> mad, but he was kind of categorically awful. But that's yeah. that's all right. The one... I mean, I mean you, 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 can, you can handle one or two guys being like that in a game if everybody else shows up. But I, it, it, he's been so good that I think we've kind of taken for granted that we wouldn't see like a regular season Kyle game. And tonight was a regular season Kyle game. To the point that, again, give Spolster credit here. He's leaned on Kyle Lowry. Tonight, Kyle didn't have it. Kyle played only 17 minutes. Gabe Vincent played 40. We wouldn't have predicted that the way that Kyle's been playing lately. That they they played some together. I guess that would be nine minutes together, but forty to seventeen in the minute distribution. And I do want to give and I you mentioned it, Alex. I want to give uh, a couple of guys. I want to give Duncan Robinson some flowers tonight. Uh, six of nine from the field, three of six from three, fifteen points. He was a plus one on the game, but also he didn't hurt them in other ways. And and that stretch. First, he created the gravity that we talk about. They were concerned about him. But that stretch, too, we talk about where the couple of stretches where they had to push back. That whole run was either Caleb Martin, the run back at them was Caleb Martin, or it was the Duncan-Bam combination. And twice, Bam finding Duncan for layups, actually, uh, you know, on, on cuts. So uh, credit to Duncan tonight, because for somebody that everybody's written off to get 15 points in 21 minutes in the Garden, in a game two, of the Eastern Conference Finals, that's pretty significant. Let's put it into perspective. We appreciate everybody joining us. we got a lot of content to get to in the next couple of days. Five on the floor tomorrow. We'll do playback on Sunday. Brady, myself, and Alex will be at the game on Sunday. I mean, they could finish this thing out by Tuesday and be preparing for an NBA Finals. You said it, Greg, and we'll touch on it more. But this is the most improbable run but at the same time, it's not like I feel like they're underdogs no. in these games now. It's it's a weird combination of factors. Like, they shouldn't be doing this, but now at this point, I'm expecting them to do this. You're right. And that is such a spiritual conundrum for Heat fans because, like, we knew this team had it deep down inside for so long and didn't see it for so long, and now you finally see it. So now you expect it because you knew it was hiding somewhere deep down in there, and they found it. And so – I, I think that now it's okay to have expectations, but we also should probably take in the moment because like things like this are a little crazy, like eighth seed winning two games um, on the, of the Eastern conference finals on that stage, like to do that on the road. It's just, even the big three teams did not go on the road in series where they didn't have home court and win the first two on the road. It's really hard to do. So um, I just think, Let's keep perspective, but expectations are okay because this team is playing that good and they look that connected that the expectations are warranted. There's a topic that I want to do, but I don't want to jinx us. But if somebody threw this in, I don't know, on one of the 12 shows I was on. Today, well, then don't play, jinx us. Playback. You muted me? You muted me. You can't mute me. All yeah. right, you know what? We'll talk about it tomorrow. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> you know what? I'll throw it in. I'm just going to throw the topic at you. There's our producer, Matty Chang. He said the Marlins get. Marlins are over 500. The Marlins are over 500. The Panthers are three wins for the Stanley Cup Finals. UM and FAU went to the final freaking four. Sports town. Sports town. Basketball town. The Dolphins still won't win a playoff game for the next 30 years. Have a nice night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.